A very good morning to everyone and welcome to the IDA Summit 2021. I'm Gauri Prakash. I'm an architect who recently completed her master's in Italy in architecture and urban design. And today I will be guiding you throughout this engaging event. I hope you are all present in good health and are keeping safe at home. The IDA Summit is an initiative by the Architects Diary. It aims to bring about a stir in architectural fraternity through insightful engagements with renowned and great minds in the field of architecture and design. Our sponsors for this event are Insulpro and Bromic Heating. We thank them for believing in our vision. You can know more about Insulpro and Bromic Heating from separate rooms directly from our lobby. Our state-of-the-art venue is designed by Manticore Designs. There are a lot of challenges at hand for architects throughout the world, mainly because of the way we are operating during such odd times. Everything is rethought upon and has gotten a different paradigm. We need to locate the crux of any challenge to be able to solve it and maybe give an attempt to change certain things in the architectural world. This year's theme for IDA Summit, as you all know, is the foyer to future. Is the future in the hands of technological advancements? Where is the sustainability factor going? Are urban cities turning into small village pockets which are well connected? What is the role of an architect in this field? And will there be a need for an architect in, say, 2040? All of these questions and many more are brewing in our minds. And through this event, you will be able to address these questions as well as get a much refined perspective. Through this two-day event, you will be able to attend several speaking sessions, panel discussions, and workshops. Please note a few things about our state-of-the-art venue. You can switch between Auditorium 1 and Auditorium 2 whenever you want. You can download the schedule for both the days from either of the auditoriums. During the last few minutes of any session end, you can send in your questions and you would ask the designer to answer them on your behalf. If you are attending the Rhino Basics workshop, please download the software link which you might find in your registered email ID and it is not mandatory. Please open the screen on a laptop for best results. You can converse with each other via network launch during the break or otherwise. So we will start with our first speaker today, architect Andrea Andreotti from Ultra Confidential. Uh, architect Andrea is an Italian architect and visionary designer based in India with experience in Europe, Asian subcontinent, and UAE in performing workplaces, innovative food and beverage spaces, and flagship retail stores. His main purpose is to transform real estate assets and spaces into strategic tools to empower businesses and enhance new user experiences. Mainly focused on business growth of corporate clients through innovative design-driven models. He also has a vast international experience with the top leading MNCs, some of them being Fortune 500 listed. Today, he will be talking about the workplace revolution. How is the workplace changing for a mobility-driven world? the future-proof office in the next 20 years after the pandemic and technology innovation injections. I now hand over the screen to Mr. Andrea to start his presentation. Hello, good morning. 
Namaskar. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you so much for this uh, invite. It's uh, it's very important in this difficult period, uh, sometimes to share uh, and to 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 have the possibility to emit each other uh, in uh, in this difficult moment. So uh, I want to start uh, again. Thank you, the organization AIDS Summit, for this opportunity, and also. Ultra Confidential, that is allowing me to be here and share uh, our ideas, our values, and our DNA. Uh, I want to start with a very short introduction about myself and about uh, my company and what we are doing in India and the Southeast Asian markets. So I'm Andrea, I'm an architect. I'm an Italian architect based in India for the last three years now. I'm, uh, I have studied architecture in Italy, had some experience uh, uh, in Italy, in Europe, uh, and now in, uh, in India. Uh, Ultra Confidential is a company founded uh, almost 14 years ago now by a French couple, Amory and Stephanie, and now is uh, managed by Pierre Arnaud Cassin. Uh, is a company focused on the design and build project for a corporate company. At the beginning, uh, in uh, European company wanted to come to India, and now we are uh, also dealing with the Indian uh, big company that they want to also implement uh, the the workplace and the corporate strategy um, and the trend, the global trend in the Indian market. So Ultra Confidential, as I said, is a design and build company uh, specialized in office, retail and hospitality projects. Uh, I, I want to divide the presentation of Ultra Confidential in three, in three main steps. What we are doing, how we are doing and why we are doing it. So what we are doing, we set design and build project. Uh, so we start from the concept for our client, uh, the understanding uh, of their DNA, the business model, how they are working and what they want to do with the real estate asset. And after we start our, uh, we thought 360 design uh, driven process with our client is an interactive uh, uh, process where we try to engage our client and we try to translate our vision uh, and the client vision into into design uh, drawings into design concept uh, to be implemented at site and also we have the build management department which is uh, translating uh, our ideas and our vision into proper and physical spaces i would say this is the main difficult part because in india as you know better than me is a pretty strong and difficult market so for this reason uh, we can say this is our uh, uh, core difference from our competitor. Uh, um, I want to say also that the company is a, is a, is a nice uh, blend of different culture because uh, we are a company that uh, where we can see European guys, European architects and also Indian architects. So the, the, the amazing ideas and creative uh, and creative uh, brainstorming session that we can do in our company is pretty interesting because we are able to mix the different culture and the different experience of, uh, 
of each of our designers and architects. The third main part, in my opinion, that I want to share with you today is why we are doing this as a company, because I believe a lot of architects, a lot of designers are able to say what we are doing and how they are doing it. But why we are doing it is very important, and this is how we are, we are able to make the difference also in our market. And uh, the why for Ultra Confidential uh, as a vision, as a company, and also in every project is the main uh, driver for, uh, and the main purpose uh, of, uh, of our work. Uh, we believe that uh, our work have to, must inspire people, must inspire clients to allow them to sort of uh, transformation uh, we are living in a in an era where the digital transformation and uh, every type of transformation is uh, fast uh, we are living suspended in a transition i would say so uh, inspire the transition and the change and the growth of our client is our main purpose so we we, we like to say that uh, we our main purpose is to inspire people by design. And, uh, and this is why all our projects uh, have a sort of uh, um, main, main story behind. We like to start every project with a story. The storytelling for Ultra Confidential is the main, uh, is, the, is a very important uh, um, uh, difference and key milestone in every brainstorming that we do. Uh, the storytelling is able, uh, in uh, in our opinion, to hit the emotional, uh, the emotional part and the emotional uh, uh, mindset of our clients and the employee and the final users of the space uh, to be able also to enhance and. Uh, um, uh, behaviors and uh, and uh, and the performance of the space that we are designing and the people that we are influencing and uh, why why we are doing this is very important also because we are able to understand the value of design in the corporate field uh, i don't want to to be generalistic in this uh, in this consideration, but uh, the corporate field and the NNC field always is based on data, on statistics, uh, and uh, on processes. And this is why, as a company, as a design company, we believe that we have to introduce the emotional, the emotional parts in uh, in uh, in this field through the spatial design. Uh, we believe that uh, introducing emotion uh, in this uh, uh, in this huge machine of the corporate uh, of the corporate uh, realist companies is um, is able to to, to enhance uh, a, a different way of working and a different uh, uh, path to explore in terms of uh, increment of performance and increment of this kind of uh, uh, brand community that our client uh, wants to create and um, and this is why I believe and we believe as a company that uh, special design is uh, one of the um, main important tools to, to create the brand community of a company. Uh, physical space in this, uh, in this period also after the pandemic uh, is starting to, as per 
the, the, the client's mindset uh, is starting to um, reduce its, its value in a way. But we believe that is still a strategic asset for our client, the physical space, because uh, it's able to, to, to create the right environment to be creative, to be collaborative. And uh, as we say in Italy, the best ideas uh, uh, come uh, during an happy hour. So the, the, the trend that we are seeing for the future, I will say, is uh, transforming more and more the enclosed space that we have designed for the last uh, 20 years into a more open and seamless scenario integrated with the city where people, where people can feel outside. Uh, I have introduced also uh, um, a nice uh, motto inspired also by uh, Björk Ingels, uh, out is more, because we, we, we have to, in a way, we have to uh, create spaces that more and more are able to make people feel outside, also after this uh, um, pandemic scenario. But uh, coming back to the storytelling and to the um, to the importance of the why that we are giving in our project. Um, I believe that the, the, the concept and the storytelling that we are able to create in every project is also, um, is also making the, the final users of the space engage in a different way with the space and with the company itself. Creating a nice space, an engaging space, not based only of the the performance of the workstation, but uh, based on the performance of the collaboration, I think uh, will be the new trend. In fact, we had uh, we had uh, a nice uh, interaction with a uh, with a huge company uh, a few weeks ago, and we were discussing about the future of offices. And uh, this client uh, was asking us, how do you see the future of office in the next year? Because all uh, our revenue model is based on the revenue per workstation. But now that we are living in this difficult uh, period of the pandemic where the spaces and the offices are completely empty, how we can adjust this business model for our company. So we suggest uh, uh, in a way to, to change the approach also uh, seeing uh, after also our, uh, our uh, research that we have done internally, um, how we can change this business model uh, to, to adapt in a more resilient way to the scenario that is forecasting in front of our eyes. And, um, and uh, for this reason, we propose to the client to change the revenue model into the revenue per meeting. So I believe also when we speak uh, later about the, the, the workplace revolution, uh, you will see that uh, the revenue per meeting, uh, uh, it will be a, a plausible scenario for the, for the realist, for the corporate real estate asset where the, the performance of company is not anymore based on the individual and study work, but uh, probably on the level of interaction that we will have with our colleague and with uh, all the users of the space. And um, also because uh, before starting uh, the, 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 
the, the main uh, topic about the, the workplace revolution, uh, I want to also give you a, a little bit of background about uh, our uh, target uh, of customer and uh, with whom we are speaking with. Because uh, um, office design and workplace design is not anymore uh, like 10 years ago. Uh, the final client has changed. And also the final user has changed. We are living in a period where the millennials and the Z generation are, um, are have completely changed uh, the, the the way the user is living the space and what are actually the expectation of the user in a space. Uh, while uh, ten years ago, uh, probably the user was not uh, a technology native. Right now, uh, the expectation of all the employee and all the user are based on the technology performance also of the space. People are expecting interactive space. People are expecting that technology is everywhere. And so, so the physical space needs to solve this gap between the interaction of the digital world and the physical world, where the architecture, in fact, I did uh, one article uh, one year ago about the, the the, the, the way the architecture is so slow uh, if we compare uh, the architecture to the to, to the normal and to the to the rest of the of the field where the technology is running so fast and the architecture process and the architecture itself is uh, something perpetual and so slow so how we are able to solve this gap and uh, and uh, yes, and for, for this reason, uh, uh, one year, uh, almost one year and a half ago right now, the, the time is so running so fast, when uh, this uh, dramatic scenario happened to us, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, as a company, we were a little bit scared because uh, uh, in a way, this pandemic scenario impacted a lot our core business uh, in, in terms of uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, perspection. The office uh, one year ago was one of the first spaces that has been uh, been shut down. Uh, in Italy right now, they are opening slowly. In India, I hope in the next day the situation will be will be better. But uh, the, the the workplace uh, um, asset has been impacted a lot for all the company. This is why all the top management of the company wanted and started to say, "Oh no, uh, we have to reduce the space. We have to we have to remove the the, the, the physical real estate asset from our portfolio because it's not anymore a, a direction." That we can to take is too the risk is too high uh, more in this uh, in this uh, uh, pandemic scenario and uh, and for this reason all our customers started to ask us to in a way to rethink their uh, headquarters and their offices uh, reducing the space uh, but um, but it's not the right direction because after uh, one year uh things are changing and uh, and the client are asking us something different and they tell you why uh, one year ago when this pandemic started uh, ultra confidential decided to open immediately um, a task force uh, an R&D department uh, dedicated fully dedicated on the analysis of this uh, 
of this, uh, this trend and this evolution that we were living and we are still living. And uh, so we decided to, to dedicate a team of uh, uh, six people um, uh, full time, trying to understand and trying to study the, 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 how the workplace is changing, but not because of the pandemic, but how it's changing in a more long term view. Uh, the, the organic and natural evolution of the workplace, because it's true that the pandemic has changed the workplace, uh, um, the workplace uh, um, asset, but uh, has accelerated the transition. Has not changed completely the the, the way we are designing uh, the offices, and this is why, as a company, we thought we don't have to focus on today because. Uh, creating partition, creating a plexiglass partition between the workstation, creating boundaries between the social interaction of people was not the, the right way. So we thought, why not trying to understand deeply the, the beginning and how has changed the office in the last 1500 years to understand the real DNA and the real organic and natural transformation that the office in live, is living. And uh, so during this R&D department, we worked fully uh, on this uh, on this special project. And we, we, we have been very happy to publish our uh, first e-paper last year, last July, uh, which is available to download from our website. And um, it's an amazing uh, story, in my opinion, exploring the different evolution of offices how the office has changed from the Taylorist office uh, uh, in the 18th century to the uh, more contemporary smart working and we work typology of uh, office of today. And our question was, what, what's next? What will happen in the next phase? And um, we tried also to, to understand that, the, the, as I said before, uh, um, due to this uh, generation, uh, uh, change the, the needs and the expectation of the employee. Uh, employee are expecting uh, uh, technologies are expecting a fully automated, uh, uh, fully automated uh, workplace, and also employee are expecting uh, uh, to work in office because uh, uh, seems uh, that employee like to work from home, but it's not true. It's not true because uh, after our research. Uh, a very, a very uh, huge research done in US seems that only the 12% of employee wants to work from home. So uh, this is why, and I want to say we are social animals, so it's in our DNA to meet each other and to be able to collaborate and share ideas into a space which is in a way uh, representing the DNA of the of the of the brand community of the company community, and um, and also um, we saw that uh, why the top manager of all the company wanted uh, when this pandemic happened wanted to change uh, drastically the work uh, uh, the real estate asset of their portfolio. Because actually the workplace before the pandemic were not so performing, yeah, to be honest. Uh, we were seeing in uh, all our client uh, portfolio um, 
uh, and we have studied the performance of the real estate asset of our client portfolio and we saw that actually the, the, the space was not working at all as per their business model. The workstation uh, were unoccupied for more than 30% of the time. The meeting room areas were unoccupied by more than 60% of the time. So uh, we thought something, uh, something has to be changed. Uh, well, we cannot continue to propose to our clients something that is not working uh, before the pandemic and more after the pandemic when uh, we're social distancing, the, all the hybrid model of working is coming, uh, has been introduced uh, in, in our life. So we cannot, uh, we cannot uh, take care about this, uh, these issues uh, and this problem. And also, as I said, the, the, the different uh, model of uh, a way of working that has been introduced and accelerated during this pandemic. The, all the hybrid model of working, like work from home, work from anywhere, uh, this, is, um, this, is, uh, this is changing completely the purpose of the office space. If, as I said before, if we saw before the pandemic the office as a sort of factory where employees were sitting in their individual workstation and producing the and producing uh, um, work uh, all the time, eight hours per day in an individual way and sometime in a meeting. Now, with the introduction, with the strong introduction, with the smart working policy, work from anywhere, work from home we saw that uh, actually that the individual work can be done from anywhere. So why we still need, uh, for example, workstation in office? Why we still need the individual space to work in the office? But on the same time, we don't have to remove completely the office because uh, uh, we have to give to the company the possibility to, to, to meet between the employee and to share ideas. And uh, this is why we saw that the, the, the purpose, the main purpose of, of offices actually is changing. Um, we, we, we saw that the transition between an, an individual factory space towards a public space is uh, more and more evident after this pandemic. Out is more, uh, is, is coming uh, very strongly. And also, we, we feel also that the, 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 the main um, the main identity of the workplace designer actually is changing. We, we are discussing every day uh, in, uh, within my team uh, also about this. It, it's very funny how the designer has changed in the last year. What we are doing as a designer has been changed. Before we were discussing uh, probably about uh, most of the time about uh, the, 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 the minimum existing space between workstations, circulation space, the dimension of the workstation for the individual workers, but right now the discussion, the level of the discussion has completely changed. Right now we, we are considering ourselves more as a landscape designer rather than a workplace uh, designer because the space now is a public space where we have to integrate uh, nature, where we, where we have to integrate uh, color space, social space, uh, cafe, wellness area. So it's a more uh, is more close to a city planner rather than an interior designer of our work as of as of today and um, and um, yeah and for this reason we we, we saw this kind of uh, change of paradigm of uh, our uh, our uh, work and our uh, 
and, uh, and our product, the, the workplace design. Uh, and I want to, um, and I want to divide this, uh, uh, this workplace revolution uh, change into three words, I would say. Um, these three words are mobility, sustainability, and uh, decentralization. Um, I would say these are uh, the three main words that we have identified as a company as the, 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 the key driver for the workplace revolution transition. Um, and I will try to, to cover all these three words uh, in detail um, to give you a better understanding about how actually it's changing the workplace. Um, mobility, because uh, since we are speaking um, of a public space, uh, out is more uh, a space where people can meet. Uh, we have to change also the consideration that we are of the office. Uh, as I said, office is not anymore an enclosed space where we are going to work, but is an open space where we are going to meet. So business model will be based on uh, probably on uh, revenue permitting. So for this reason, uh, the the main backbone of the office will be the mobility. How the space will allow the mobility in, uh, inside the space, the connection between inside and outside. Uh, space will be more and more a seamless scenario with the city itself. And uh, I was very fascinated uh, two years ago, I went to Bangkok actually, and, uh, and they saw how uh, the public uh, mobility infrastructure, for example, the metro on all the skywalk in the city center has been completely have been completely connected in a seamless way with the uh, final destination as malls, as shop, as public space. So there is no uh, boundary. It's a complete seamless scenario between roads, um, pathways and uh, and the final destination and this is how i'm imagining uh, the offices for the future a complete seamless scenario where of with the city where i can enter and exit meet people uh, share ideas share document have uh, have a coffee uh, have a quick section of gym have an app and go out so uh, a complete different scenario where um, we are transforming a static asset into a, into a dynamic asset, a augmented asset um, that can be changed, that can be transformed in a very, in a very interactive way. I'm, uh, we are imagining ultra, as ultra confidential uh, an office more and more as a digital platform where people and company are able to meet, share ideas and produce new, new ideas as well. Uh, we have also proposed in our workplace revolution document a sort of vision for the office uh, uh, 2030 in 20 years, um, uh, where the, the, the office is uh, and the architecture itself is not anymore a, a, a static asset, where partition and furniture completely uh, adaptable, movable, interactive with all the software 
maybe the management software or the ARP software that the company is dealing with. Imagine that tomorrow I have a meeting uh, uh, set in my calendar at 5 p.m. and automatically the office uh, architecture is uh, adapting itself for this meeting. After half an hour, the meeting is closed and automatically the architecture is changing uh, is, uh, uh, its scenario. So this is already, already happening with uh, probably the lights, with the HVAC system, but uh, if we think it, if we think this uh, uh, with the ar proper architecture itself, it will be an interesting and exciting scenario. Uh, the last things about the mobility, I want to say that this is not a futuristic uh, scenario. This is not uh, a non-probable scenario because uh, we are already uh, introducing it uh, in our project. Uh, movable, adaptable and flexible furniture is the, 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 the today trends, I would say. And also the complete uh, reduction and I would say uh, uh, elimination of the individual work is already uh, something that all the top management uh, of the best company are thinking. For example, uh, we are designing right now um, a new office for a huge uh, multinational French company where we are removing completely the individual workstation for 300 employees. So the space have, will not have any more individual workstation, but only collaborative, social, hot desk and uh, and. Uh, private space, but in a more informal way for all the employees. So this is not uh, uh, an impossible scenario, but uh, uh, is, uh, is coming slowly, is, uh, but is coming uh, in, pretty, in a pretty evident way in all our projects and in our day-to-day -day, uh, design uh, process. The second word is sustainability. So sustainability is a very difficult word because it's very difficult uh, today. I mean, it's a word that is uh, in the mouth of everyone, but it's very, it's very difficult to be sustainable, actually. And, um, and the sustainability um, also has changed, in my opinion, uh, after this pandemic, the real, uh, the real meaning. Before the pandemic, uh, I feel sustainability was mostly dedicated to, in our sector, I would say, uh, to the way of, the way we are going to propose and select materials and technology in the space to make the space uh, more efficient in, a, in an energy way or in a life cycle assessment way. Um, I would say right now the sustainability approach is, uh, is starting to, to, to increase uh, uh, its umbrella in a way. We have to um, see the, the sustainability, sorry, the sustainability uh, field more on a planet and uh, on a macro scenario. And this we are discussing also today in our R&D department about this, uh, this, uh, um, this scenario where the, the, the sustainability is not anymore based on the performance of the single building, but the interaction between the different building and the interaction with the entire uh, planet system, I would say. So um, selecting an efficient technology, maybe on a punctual way, uh, is not anymore sustainable if we see this on a global scale or on a 
country scale, for example. And uh, just to give an example, for example, in India, uh, we, are, uh, we, we have done a lot of well and lead certification in our project, but sometimes to achieve this well and lead certification uh, means that uh, we, we cannot be sustainable because we have to import technology from abroad, we have to import solution from abroad, from outside the country, and uh, this, uh, uh, by meaning, is not sustainable. So this is why sustainability also um, more and more is changing its uh, its main meaning. And and I feel uh, as a as a workplace uh, uh, designer, sustainability. Uh, will be more and more considered as an ecosystem with the, with the office and with the city. Um, for example, um, imagine we are thinking about uh, uh, an office which is uh, part of a bigger portfolio for a real estate company. If this office is uh, not performing properly in terms of uh, energy efficiency, can be helped in a way by the other uh, office maybe in another city which is performing better so the planet balance or the macro balance will be will be averagely better so this is why we are we are exploring this direction how to make the system between the different office and different workplace portfolio assets for the company how to make the entire system sustainable and not only the the punctual the punctual space and the punctual asset with some maybe innovative technology and what is the problem of this that is expensive right now so one of the main challenge that we are facing with our client and is in all the discussion is the problem of the price of course if we see the price uh, on a short-term view is uh, is a problem because uh, also when we are speaking about sustainability and uh, all the rest is uh, we cannot consider this investment in a long-term view but uh, when we see this investment in a long-term view is is different is different because also the, the the way for example we are selecting the material the furniture and uh, the technology is uh, is impacting the overall budget of our project and for this reason uh, the, we have to we have to explain and we have to justify also this um, this choice in my opinion for our client in a more macro scale because probably for a single scale for a single investment for big multinational company is not anymore sustainable on economical point of view but if we see this as a system as a macro system on a global scale on a country scale probably this will be uh, we will be able to absorb this investment in a better way and uh, to conclude also i want to I want to uh, speak about the last point that is decentralization and which is connected about the first point and the second point um, making uh, making uh, the uh, system sustainable and making uh, a building or an office uh, completely integrated with the city uh, after this pandemic i see we have to speak also about decentralization because probably uh, this will be the, the, the trend of the future. Uh, we have seen in the last years, uh, company wanted to to reduce uh, probably the, the, the expenses and the, 
and the cost of their uh, real estate asset uh, merging the different office in the country or in the city into one big uh, uh, corporate headquarters. I, I feel this scenario uh, is still functional, but uh, seeing uh, what happened also during this pandemic uh, probably is going to change because uh, um, in a way, coming back to the decentralization and giving uh, to the office uh, uh, the right size, the, the right human scale, uh, perfectly integrated with the neighborhood, uh, with the city, with the small villages, uh, it will be more and more part of this uh, ecosystem, a sustainable uh, planet that we are, uh, that we, we we want to see in the future. The decentralization of office, uh, completely integrated with the um, with the, also the decentralization of the sustainability. I feel probably it will be. It will be it will be a plausible a plausible trend for the future. So I, I feel that the role of designer in a way is changing. We are seeing the decentralization uh, coming in our life uh, from uh, from different fields. Uh, we have seen the introduction of the blockchain technology in our in our life from the last years in a very strong way. So the the, the mindset of the the millennials. Uh, and the that generation about the decent, decentralization is already ready, I would say. Uh, yeah, it's just a matter of time. And uh, if you're able to, and our role as a designer, as I was saying, uh, to, the, to create this kind of uh, uh, design path to allow the architecture to be decentralized and perfectly integrated with the entire ecosystem, uh, I think will be will be our main role and our main purpose of the future. Uh, I, I saw uh, a lot of time uh, people considering offices as a complete separate uh, space from the rest of the city or the rest of their life. I believe offices are complete. Uh, uh, integrated part of uh, our personal life. We are spending uh, more than 90% of our life uh, uh, closed in, uh, in an indoor spaces and most of the time in office uh, before the pandemic, of course, and we will come back for sure for this scenario. So why not uh, making this space uh, more integrated, more decentralized and more sustainable? Um, this is what I wanted to, to, to share with you today. Uh, a little bit of what we are doing in uh, Ultra Confidential Company. And um, I'm very happy and open to, to answer to any question, if any. And uh, thank you so much. You are not audible. Uh. Thank you so much, architect Andrea. I think it was a very insightful talk about uh, workplace revolution. There are some questions uh, from the audience, and uh, we would like to ask them. Uh, there is one question which says, um, post-pandemic, we see a lot of emphasis on outdoor spaces. How do you say that corporate is adapting to this, this uh, idea? Offices have uh, usually centrally air-conditioned boardrooms, cubicles, and cafeterias. Do you see that changing? And what will we do to ensure that these spaces deal with adversities that come with an open space, such as heat, cold, dust, etc.? 
Okay, thank you. So uh, actually, this is a, this is a very good question because it's perfectly aligned with what I said uh, as of now. I mean, this transition towards uh, an office uh, which is more and more related with the city, which is more and more considered as an open space, uh, will be the trend of the future. And this is why uh, when we plan an office today, uh, we have to consider cafeteria. Uh, meet informal meeting areas as part of this uh, entire entire open space. Uh, majorly in India, I would say, because in Europe it's quite different. But majorly in India, for example, the cafeteria has been considered uh, so far as a separate space from the rest of the office. Also because of the typology of food that in India is different from the Europe uh, culture, but. Uh, our main role as a designer is to allow this transition and help the Indian client mostly to, to make the cafeteria space more and more part of the proper office space because uh, the, the value of the real estate uh, area of the cafeteria is very high and if we are building an office in Mumbai for example we cannot dedicate a very big part of the cafeteria only for uh, uh, two hours per day. This is not uh, this is not performing, and it's mm -hmm. not. A, so this is why we have to consider the cafeteria as part of the open of, of the open space with the right level of privacy, with the right level of acoustic and uh, and uh, smell uh, insulation and so on. But uh, yes, in terms of HVAC and uh, technology system. Um, Yes, I mean, it's a, it's a very important topic that uh, I would say is one of the main important topics that the clients uh, are asking us. Because uh, uh, when we speak about open space, when we speak about uh, space in a multi-level, for example, we are designing an open space in uh, four uh, levels floor with an open uh, you know, with an open ceiling, and uh, the importance of the HVAC is uh, is, uh, is evident, is uh, is um, is very important. So we have to also introduce a new way to design the HVAC. So for this reason, also as a designer, we are also taking care about the design of HVAC to to make the the cooling more democratic in a way. Uh, to, to design the new system in a way that all the employee and all the user are feeling the same, uh, the same temperature, the same uh, humidity, and so on. So this is our main role as a designer uh, in the Okay, thank you so much for this answer. I think it was a very good answer, and it was lovely having you here. I think this is one question which we wanted to ask. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a good day.